welcome to episode eight of the Out of Bounds podcast. As you can see, our big three is back in full effect this week. But first off, I just must say, if you're new to this channel, first of all, welcome to the Tuck Podcast Network. Welcome to the Out of Bounds podcast. My name is Adele the Fashionista, manager editor here at Trivia Culture Magazine. Make a one-third of this big three that you see here today on this week's edition of the Out of Bounds podcast. And joined by me this week is... Oh, man, no Austin, a.k.a. Kyrie, a.k.a. Third Eye is always open, a.k.a. We don't date white women, a.k.a. <laughs> we... <laughs> We're going to talk about that, but... I think that's like talk talk or some shit like that. I date every race, but no. Uh, a.k.a. Kyrie, a.k.a. Opinion-based person, uh, staff writer at True Urban Culture, and uh, yeah, I'm always I'm consistent. This is what the fourth episode that I'm consistently here, so we have a running tally because I like to leave. So uh, <laughs> I've been here for four consecutive episodes. So yeah, right here. yeah, you, you really be doing some Kyrie shit. So that's why the whole Kyrie nickname that's totally appropriate for you. Anyway, and then our man in the middle, Mister. Uh, you already know me, Philly born and raised. Uh, oh, are you really going to do that right uh, now? <laughs> yeah, we definitely going to get into your hearts. Right? Um, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But before we get to this little banter between these Philly and this Atlanta nigga right here, I just want to encourage you all, please like this video, share this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell. Uh, it really helps us out the YouTube algorithm. With that said, let's get straight into it. Fight, nigga. <laughs> Fight. All right, so Donovan, are you still yes. feeling confident about the Sixers? One hundred percent. You don't even have to finish that question. One hundred percent. What's in the water in Philly, bro? Y'all, y'all delusional. What's Very. no? What's in the water? The Hawks. You guys are just getting into the playoffs, and you act like you yeah. just. Hold on, we not like gonna do it. Like you're yeah. a, a three peat or something. Man, last time I checked, it was cold in Philly. Last time I checked, <laughs> it was cold in New York. Number eleven. No, I, wait, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, I checked the weather. It was it what was ninety one degrees. It was cold in New York. They felt they got they you, got you ice. Hear like they got ice. Nigga, we had it's a summer. What are you talking about? Nah, ice cold game, man. That boy Ice Trey came through, said it. You, it's kind of oh, cold man. Oh, that's, oh, that's what he's going. It's kind of cold, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, man, you gotta get with the time. You know okay. who the Hawks this season reminds me of? It reminds me of the Miami Heat, nah. who went to the finals last year, who wasn't nah, supposed to be there. They're like nah, one of is... those teams that just snuck in. Like, come on, nah, wow, this is snuck in a whole series. Uh, that's kind of disrespectful. <laughs> I they won one game by four points, and suddenly Trey Young is the second coming of Steph Curry. Aren't y'all one seed? Aren't y'all the one seed? Yeah, one hundred percent. So the one seed is getting beat by the fifth seed. No, we lost one game. Even Michael Jordan lost some games. Last time I checked, Michael Jordan didn't go past game six. Uh, 
Jordan used to get his ass whipped in the 80s by the Pistons and the Celtics. What do you mean? Oh, sure. there you go. That's why we got the old <laughs> man here. <laughs> this is why we have him here, bro. We, that's that's why we have him. I was mad. You, you already know. This is going to be the old heads in the comments. So like, but I know. I'm 21. Chill on me. I was not alive when Mike was playing. Chill. That's why Liddell is here. So he can fact check us. Oh, <laughs> we know what we know, though. Right, because I was sure about to roll over. <laughs> We're both like, yeah, that makes sense. That right. Nice. Nah, nah, I right, continue. Keep this, keep this fight going. Nah, but um, nah, real, real talk, banter aside, the Hawks are—they have a really good team. It's exciting in the city. Uh, what they're doing, I love it. Um, Trey Young is stepping into his own. I feel like he is, yeah, his most comfortable I've ever seen him play basketball professionally right now. Um, yeah. so. Yo, Philly, and we play. We won on the road. We didn't even win in Atlanta yet. We won in Philly. We weren't even supposed to win in Philly. That was the thing. Everyone in Atlanta was like, "We're not supposed to." They, we, we were kind of just like, "It's a toss up," but we're playing in Philly. Same thing with New York. We played in the Garden. What twice? First time we played in the Garden, it was just like, "Oh, we're playing in the Garden." So we're just like, "Oh, but does it?" So we went on the road, and then you come back to Atlanta where they play Amigos and and me and, and Quavo and them sitting courtside like. You play in Atlanta, it's a whole different ball game, it's a whole different atmosphere. So um I will say whole different atmosphere. Get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you no, know, no, man, no, you're mad the Knicks lost in the guard. I don't want to hear it. Uh, I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm mad, I'm mad about the player, but it's not about the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, it says I hurt New Yorker. Uh, <laughs> but no, the Hawks are doing their thing. Um, we here though, Hawks and six. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, uh, I, I will, I will give you that credit. Um, Trey Young has stepped into the the franchise leader that people expect him to be when he first came out. Um, it was there, but it wasn't as uh permanent as it is now. And he did lead this team uh, with a, a, a good, well-rounded supporting cast. So I will give you that props to you and uh, Atlanta. I'm not gonna lie to you. But, I'm not gonna lie to you. The supporting cast isn't it? Like John Collins is doing his thing. DeAndre Hunter yeah. makes me upset. Uh, <laughs> DeAndre Hunter makes me upset all the time. Uh, I feel the same way about him as Liddell feels about Chris Paul. Uh, I just like DeAndre Hunter. Um, but, but <laughs> I think I think the rest of the team is like they're a good team, but I feel like Trey Young is like the only like scorer besides Clint Capella. But it's like as a guard, like he's the only one really when it comes down to it who's going to get a bucket or a bucket getter that you can rely on. I don't. I think Atlanta. For them to solidify themselves as a contender year in and year out, they need to give Trey Young another bucket getter, so you yeah. don't put all your eggs in Trey Young. And when Trey Young isn't performing, now is oh, what happened to Atlanta? Because Trey Young, like no, like I, he needs some sort of. He needs. But a, I, I think that's where uh, Brogdon. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, Brogan or not. Oh, yeah, oh. 
Sorry for messing up your name, but I think that's where he comes in uh, that offseason uh, acquisition, right? But he's more of like a he's more of a catch and shoot spot shoot. I think what I get what um knows the same as far like a bucket get. I think Demar Derozan would be a perfect second option for the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Like yeah, that would be sick actually. Demar because Demar Derozan still can like he can still exactly. he can still hoop even like even if it like. Like a Demar Derozan or like a, a prominent two guard, like if Bradley Bill went to the Hawks, I would be okay with that. Like Trey Young, Bradley. That's not happening because Bradley Bill is kind of like he's a small guard, so you gotta have two small guards in your back in your backcourt. I don't know about that. I mean, I kind of works for uh, the Wizards, but then how again, does, how does it work for the Wizards? They gotta beat in five games by Philly. I, I was about to, I was about to say then again. <laughs> Like Westbrook is a whole different uh, beast, but um, they don't make let, let me get back to the 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 tale of uh the Sixers. Um, congratulations on that win. Um, I I think everybody and their grandma knows that uh, what we saw out of Doc Rivers in the first half was giving me uh P- PTS uh flashbacks of Brent Brown uh, a couple of years ago. He's a, <laughs> so, I hate to say, I love Doc. I love Doc. Ty Lue proved that yesterday. Ty Lue in a roundabout way proved that Doc Rivers a shitty coach because the adjustments that but, he made and that's there's anyway. Dang, they say Doc Rivers ass, bro. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, low key he is kind. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. The fact that he had Blake Griffin in his prime, Chris Paul, he had DeAndre Paul Jordan. A winner, so like he had a lot of heat. On he that had, yeah, he had stars. <laughs> and the fact that you had all the all those elite players and y'all didn't at least okay, okay, I I get that, but I know I just shared on Doc, but now I'm about to defend him all within the span of like thirty seconds. But it is what it is. This is out of bounds podcast. That's what we do, but um. He yes, he had Chris Paul, he had Blake, he had JJ, he had Eric Bledsoe, he had DeAndre Jordan, he had all these dudes. But at the same time, that team still wasn't better than the Spurs when they had Manu, Tony, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and Young Kawhi, and they weren't better than the Warriors. So who were they beating? I, I, I think it was the fact that he just. Uh... They had he was down. I mean, he was up 3-1 in two series and just to just get straight dog handled. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But um he, he had me scared uh uh against the wizards when we uh <laughs> when we were up three one. So I, I I totally understand where people were coming from. But once again, getting back to my Sixers, um, it was a close game. Uh, in the first half, obviously, it wasn't um, yeah, having it Danny Green sticking Trey Young, a versatile uh, offensive <laughs> threat, was probably one of the dumbest decisions uh, Doc Rivers ever made as a coach. Um, but he rectified that in the second half when he put a lead defender, uh, Matisse Thibault, on him and uh, started to run the trap, which effectively worked uh, in the last five minutes of the uh, game. You you saw it. I think everybody saw it, how 
Um, we cornered and held our defensive pressure at the number two ranked defensive team in the NBA. So I, I think oh I think what the Atlanta Hawks did that game is something that they're not going to be able to do for the next four games. It's just not going to happen. You're I mean, not going to see the I mean, Sixers I mean, shooting. I mean, my thing um, is we we lit. Okay, you say that now, but the Hawks literally made people forget how improved Julius Randle was in the season. Like at the end of that series. Everyone was like, that nigga was most improved. Like, where were you at? <laughs> like, but no, real real talk, real talk. Donovan, hold on, talk about Donovan, you laughing, but they might be saying the same shit about MB like, by the end of this. But see, that's what I'm saying. Everyone, about because, MB? No. Because my thing is like you look at the the like ESPN. There was only there was only two ESPN sportscasters that gave the I think said like Hawks and Seven at least, at least the game seven. Everyone else not watching because Julius Randle, who still did have a really good season, he was really improved than what he used to be a couple of years ago. But the fact that the Hawks came in and took a series and took a series one, people didn't think they were going to win. Two made people forget how improved this dude improved himself in the season is crazy. So yeah. That looks like consistency to me. I mean, if you could take a team that everyone was like, yo, it's the Knicks season, they lit, they actually back in the playoffs to, oh, man, I don't know about Julius Randle no more because ain't doing what he used to do in the season. What do you think they going to do to Philly? Oh, man, Joel B going crazy. Clint Capella come through, make a, get a double-double every game, and they wash him. Well, I don't say wash him. I'm not going to say wash him. Okay, gonna, all right, let's, let's dial it back now. The Hawks <laughs> – if the Hawks beat the Sixers in this series, it's going to be the same effect of like, well, we really thought Embiid was going to be the MVP. Where was that MVP MVP caliber player against Whoa. a team against the fifth seed? Uh, Thirty nine oh, points oh. is an MVP caliber in his first game. Come on now, like, he did play well on. game one. He did play well game. But the thing, but the thing about Embiid though is like you're playing Russian roulette with this dude because you never know. Like any other, any uh, any. Any game the dude could come go down with an injury. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that's a, a dumb argument because that can happen. How is that a dumb you. argument? How any dumb any argument? NBA player. That's that's just the, the name. Well, yeah, of, the of course. But and B but and B more than most. But and B more than most, because he's injury prone. Yeah, I'll give you that. But it's like uh, with Anthony Davis standard. on the Lakers. Anthony Davis is injury yeah. prone. You know, so KD. Be, yeah, he, KD he is top hard. five in uh, injuries. I think it's right now Donovan's question consistency the Hawks have. And for me, I just say, like I just said, we forgot that Julius Randle had probably one of his best seasons in his career just because the Hawks beat them in that series that they shouldn't have won. So it's like see that that looks pretty consistent to me. This is this is the problem I have with your argument. You're comparing the Knicks to the 76ers right now. Um, the number one ranked team to a four seed. Uh, granted, four is not that much um, lower than a one, but you're you're comparing an off uh, a defensive oh, well. juggernaut. 
Well, your one seed didn't play like one seed that game, so uh, I don't know what to tell you. But what you mean? We we cut it down to uh, to four points. Come on, like come on. Uh, the first <laughs> half. No, did you watch the game? First half, y'all play like on, a on Twitter and Instagram. I, I hear people talking about um, oh, like the the Sixers got washed. No, we did. We literally lost by four points. Granted, we got washed in the first it's, half, it's, but we turned up the heat. In a second, all you gotta say is obviously, obviously, the a, a, obviously the heat wasn't turned up all enough because Ice Trey was in that bitch. Hey, no, no, obviously the second half wasn't enough. Not the second half. Uh, Bro, Don uh, hit that uh, that corner three, uh, and under the uh, the last mm-hmm. minute of the fourth quarter. So to to say that they got lost or anything like that. Because like, John Collins was disrespectful. that three, we most likely would have won the game. Nah, John Collins was disrespectful. He, he, he took that oop and dunked it and was looking at everybody like, yo, that's – hey, man, it was kind of disrespectful. But yeah. I guess – And Beat is going to remember that too. Got to get through Clint Capella. That's all I got to say. Clint Capella. Got to get through Clint Capella. <laughs> Clint Capella, my Lord. <laughs> you said Clint hey, Capella? All right, all right. He's talking about to do to have five points, uh, 11 points, right? Five from nine. I mean, he's a role player, Don. I mean, like, what the fuck? Oh, he's okay, not, all right. He's, he's, five, he's saying let's get through Tank of Level. I'll get through uh, John Collins before I get to uh, Clint. Come on. Now you're disrespecting and beat. No, and I don't tolerate no, disrespect. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying <laughs> overall. Oh, you Philly niggas! Philly niggas get played a great game. This is how I don't tolerate this. In the end, I don't tolerate this. In, <laughs> in the end, the Hawks are not being the Sixers. The That's it. all it is. Like I said, and I will say it again: Hawks in six is going to be a six-piece lemon pepper served in Philly. Hawks in six. Simple. He's taking that that New York uh that New York series to his head right now. Right, New York ain't got nothing to do with this. Right, let's chill. <laughs> he's like, hey, leave my city out of it. <laughs> we ain't got nothing to do with this. But I'll, I would say out of it. I'll say this though. Um, contrary to popular belief on the show, I'm actually a Dallas Mavericks fan. That I'm not happy with the way my team performed yesterday. With Luca, KP, it seemed like they have some issues. KP made know as far as like he don't feel like he's a part of the offense. I think he needs to go. And he, Dallas he, are gonna make a run. He he does uh, need to go. Yeah, he, he missed too many shots. I was actually, he felt he felt the same way when he was with the Knicks, right? He didn't feel like he was uh the star or something yeah, like that. The, no, no, the, the, corner. The, the thing with KP when he was with the Knicks is he told me like he was like kind of like exhausted. Because he was like the first option, is like he's like it's like too much on him, and everybody like bro. At, at, the, at the time, he's like twenty years old. Like bro, like, you're twenty years old. Like, and he was the fourth overall pick, I believe. Yeah, and Melo was about gone at that point in time. So like, what you mean? Like now you're the, you're the franchise player. Like what is it? So I just don't think he knows what he wants. Because now yeah, they don't exactly. want, he don't want to be the number one dude. Now you're on the team with Dallas with a rising star in Luka Doncic. Now you don't have enough time. What do you want? Like I don't. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, hold you, but he'll, honestly, he'll, but he'll be a good fit in Atlanta as well, KP. But the, I mean, even watching the game, like he was taking shots 
to where in his mind he thought, oh, I can make this, and just wasn't making them. Like he, like I think he he shot five from three. He saw like the same. He shot the same shot. I would believe from like the left side, mid range, and missed it like two, three times. I'm like, you're like what seven one or something. Like at least your mid mid range game has to be on point. It, I don't know. I just think his consistency is what's hindering him because I didn't see watch. I watched the game last night. I didn't see any consistency. I just saw Luka Doncic and Tim Hardaway Jr. trying to push the Mavs to a game seven or trying to push them. That was game seven, but trying to push them ahead. Um, Cause Tim Hardaway Jr. Did his thing. Luca did his thing out anyways. Um, that's the really about it. But KP. Yeah, I mean, it just my wasn't issue, enough. My issue with KP is that, like you said, dude's like seven one, but he plays like, like a two guard. He plays like a wing player. You know, like, bro, like he's like the smallest big man, I think in the league. Because at least like MB, like yeah, MB is a finesse play, but at least MB, like every now and then like, he go post you up. KP don't even try to do that. Yeah. So like, I don't know, but this is supposed to be like one of our max players. So I think he needs to go. I think Atlanta would be a great spot for him. You don't like want that trash ass nigga. No, good. <laughs> no, no, we could do it. We could do a solid trade. Y'all give us John Collins. So who? Hell no. So you smell uh, what? Hey, John Collins <laughs> with KP. Collins is leaving anyway. Now, uh, now after this series, no, the Oscar. Yeah, after this series, no, he's not leaving. He's not leaving. After this, no, nah, no. He gonna get his bag. He gonna get his bag. Well, he gonna get the bag regardless of wherever he go. But I don't. I just don't think he would leave. Come, after come this. to come to Dallas, John yeah. Collins. Ain't got no state taxes over there. So your money. Hey, good. nah, stay in Atlanta. We got Magic City. We got the Lemon Pepper, bro. We straight. The housing market straight. Texas, their Texas prices going up. Atlanta, you can still get a nice house for a decent price, bro. We straight. So nah, we're not gonna do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see John Collins yeah. just. Goodell, stop tampering. Stop tampering with the NBA, man. Nigga, I'm not in the league. <laughs> <laughs> stop tampering. We hate it, but but nah, I think yeah, KP just. I don't know. He needs to just work on being a big man instead of trying to do this fever yeah. thing, being a wing player. Because, like, how tall is Markinen? I know the, the white guy on the bull is uh, Luke Markinen or whatever. I forgot Lori his name. Mark- Lori Markinen. Lori Markinen. Mark- yeah. I think about 6'10", 6'11". But the thing is, like, him, like, he's efficient, though. Big, but he's like, a wing big. Like, he can, he can make his shot. He's consistent. And KP is not that. So if you're if that's not working, dog, you're seven one. Just be the he literally just posts one two and just one two move and, and that's an easy two. Like why are we doing yeah, difficult? I, I think uh with KP that um that nickname the unicorn got to his head a little bit. Um, <laughs> he starts to think that he could play the point and not be in. That's that's the problem I had with uh, Embiid coming into the. The league early on, um, he he was taking too many outside shots and not dominating the paint like he is now, and I, I think that's a game that a lot of big men are falling away from. Yeah, man. But uh, one thing, like I'm disappointed that my match is out, but Luca balled out. Basically, all the young guys in the league have been balling out during these playoffs. Devin Booker's been balling out. Um, John Morant, I know it was like a five game series. They put Utah, but he balled out. Donovan Mitchell's killing it. Trey, I trade again. He's killing it, you know. So I got shout out Trey Young. So um, 
I feel like uh, the young dudes that's in the league right now, these young stars, like they're the future. You know, even like KD, he said Jason Taylor like, won like the best players that he ever guarded. Hold up there like LeBron, Kobe, dudes like that. So I feel like the future is definitely bright for the NBA. But um obviously, yeah. but um, you know, obviously before you know, like you could get to the future, you have to like close the door in the present. And that basically brings us to our first official topic for this week's episode. In regards to King James, Mr. LeBron James has lost Angeles Lakers. Here we go once again, putting his legacy on the line. He's praying on his downfall. I mean, that was, <laughs> I mean, that, that was a topic a couple of weeks back. It's probably whose legacy is on the line more CP3s or LeBron. Oh, yeah, I told you. And it was LeBron. And I was right. It was LeBron. Nah, nah, LeBron. Nah, nah, LeBron. Nah, nah, LeBron could lose in the first round every year from the every year going forward. He's a four time champion. He won three chips. Oh with God. three different teams. No, 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 no. Like he's he's no, no, no. He, he's gonna go down as one of the top five greatest players of all time. And no, he's not number one or number two, or number three or number four on my list. But that's just me personally. But but the question has to be asked: Like, is this the end of of an era in the NBA? Because LeBron, like, we became accustomed to the fact that once he's in the playoffs, he's either going, he's at least gonna go straight to the finals. You know, so yeah. it's just I mean. Is it the end? I think it's it's not the end, but it's the beginning of the end. In the sense, like like you just said, all these young players are more comfortable now in this league than they were a couple of years ago when they came in. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I can – like Devin Booker was under Kobe, showing resemblance of playing like Kobe, putting up Kobe-esque numbers. Not saying he will ever be Kobe, but – He's looking a lot like a, a, a Kobe-esque player. Luka Dosh has been an international player coming here saying, oh, it's pretty easy to score here. And him putting the Dallas Mavericks on his back. Trey Young going to Atlanta. John Morant, like you just said. Like, so all these young kids are like, okay, I can hoop with I – can, I, can, I can hold my own now. And LeBron James, you know, father time is catching up to him. Not saying that he's gonna be old and crippled and he can't ball no more. He could, he can still hoop, but time is catching up, and this is looking like the beginning of the decline of his peak. I think for me, at least for me, not saying that he's gonna be washed next year, but you know, I've been saying this for the past month now. I'm glad you finally seen the light, young Padawan. I'm glad you finally seen the light because I've been saying that this was the beginning of the end for LeBron James. As a as one of the elite players in the game, like don't get it twisted when he's healthy, he's still top five. Yeah, for sure. So wouldn't that be considered elite? Because you just said um he's falling yeah. off that elite status. Yeah, he is because so which before, is it? Because prior, I'll I'll get to. I'm I'm glad you. I'm glad you keep a seat. Glad, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I'm glad you keep a seat. But like, all right, a couple like a couple of years back. The whole debate was KD or LeBron, one or two. Mm-hmm. The LeBron James been one of the top two players at the very least in the NBA for the past twelve years, if not more. I'm basically saying like, like since around 2008, like it was between Kobe and LeBron, you know, going straight up to now. So basically, like LeBron, he transcended basically two generations, two decades, and he still mm-hmm. knows one of the best players. Now. In my opinion, he's no longer in that one-two range. To me, he's not even 
three, four. I, I like I told you guys before. I have four guys present in the NBA that I feel are better than LeBron James currently. And I said those guys were KD, Steph Curry, Giannis, and Anthony Davis. And I also said Jokic as well. But um, I I kind of like I could flip flop on that. But LeBron, he's no worse. He's no better than five. But he's no worse than six on my list currently. You know, so that just goes to show like his greatness. The fact that whoa, like dude, like he was one like the you either the best player or the second best player for twelve plus years straight, and now like you're kind of like, and your decline is still not that steep because dude still came close to, like a triple double in, in the elimination game, in game six. So like he's still gonna get you twenty five. You know, I think next year he might go down to like, about 23, 22 points per game, but still that's pretty good. Especially for somebody that's going to like what this 18th season, you know what I mean? So, 18. I just yeah, 18, 19, something like that. He said, um, numbers, <laughs> yeah, like, what was the fuck? But, um, and consider his draft class, like D Way is already out mm-hmm. the league. Chris Bosch, unfortunately, had to retire due to like medical issues. Carmelo Anthony is a role player at this point in time. How many players from the 2003 draft class are still in the NBA? Melo and LeBron, that's and about. I'm going to take that question that you just asked and flip it. But how many people you know from his draft class still putting up the numbers he's putting up? And That's still my point. None of them. The, uh, That's, my po- That's my point. None of them. So I would consider that elite. I think what Liddell's trying to say, I, don't, I, don't think, I think what Liddell's trying to say is like LeBron isn't like LeBron on a bad day is still an elite basketball player. But LeBron, to his standard, isn't LeBron no more. Because exactly. that's basically okay, – I can see that. I'm not saying that LeBron is nice. Because, again, on a bad night, LeBron's putting – LeBron's going to at least, at minimum, going to give you 25 and at least maybe 9. 25 and 8, some rebounds, some – like, on a bad game, he's still going to give you pretty decent, pretty good number, above average numbers. So it's not to say he's not elite anymore, but he's not – the LeBron that took though that trash cast team to the finals. He's not the LeBron that went to Miami and went to the finals and won those rings. He's not the same LeBron that went back to Cleveland, beat an, a really amazing one of the, I would say probably the top teams for the whole, like for the whole in history as the Golden State Warriors, I went 73 and what, 10 or something? That, that 73 LeBron, and 73 and nine, that LeBron is now no more or is on the on the way out so so like LeBron is still LeBron he's still gonna be an elite player but to his standard all the time just caught up to him it is just like you can't you're not young anymore you really can't basically he probably needs help now because at one point hold on he always had help let's not get it twisted he always had help He's been the most privileged superstar in the history. Of <laughs> no superstar has played with more Hall of Fame level talent and all star than LeBron James. Not even Magic Johnson. I mean, Loki Liddell does have a point. He did play with Kyrie. He did play with um, Kevin Love. He played with D Wade. He played with Chris Bosh. Ray Allen. Ray Allen. He played with Shaq. Even though Shaq was washed, he played with Antoine Jameson. Antoine Jameson was an all star. He played with Anthony Davis right now. He had Dwight Howard, who's going mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame. Granted, he's a role player at this point, but still, Dwight, Dwight fucking Howard. You know, I mean, the argument could be made since 2000 that, uh, well, I, I 
since 2008, um, the NBA game has changed and it has become more talented. So, I mean, that argument could be made as while we're seeing the league has so much had, The league fame, has always had talent, though. It's just that, but uh, not as gifted as the era that we're in now. No, 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 The league has always been talented. It's just the fact that there was no – They just play the game team. different now. There were, there were no super teams back then. Like, Mike only had Scotty and Dennis Rodman. Scotty is a Hall of Famer. Dennis Rodman, it, to me, should – I don't know if he's in the he, Hall of Famer. He is in the Hall of Famer. So that's two Hall of Famers that Michael Jordan played with. Steve Kerr, I don't, role player. But that's two compared to how many LeBron played with. Kyrie Anthony Davis, that's two. Then you got Chris Bosh. Then you got D-Wade. Then you got Antoine Jameson, like he said. Kevin um, Love. Kevin Love, Dwight Howard, Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Some elite players in their prime. Like, I don't know, man. Liddell has a point. It, like, I think that's the question we should post on the social media. It would be like, is LeBron the most privileged? That should be the title of the episode. Is LeBron the most privileged player? Uh, privileged all-star? Because it seems like he is. Yeah, I mean, and, when you're um, the face of the uh, the business, yeah, 100%. And I'll say this about LeBron. First of all, before I get to the scenario, have you guys ever played or do play NBA 2K? Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is where I see, like, LeBron. Like, LeBron, like, beforehand, he had, like, all the Hall of Fame badges, so to speak. Either Hall of Fame badge or the gold badge. I see, like, right now, LeBron, this is how I rate his decline. Instead of him having, like, Hall of Fame badges and gold badges, he has gold and silver badges now. Yeah. That's the way I see it. I feel that because it just kind of went – he just went down a peg. It's not like he's trash, but he yeah. just went down a little bit. Yeah, he's he went from like a 98 to like a 93. Mm. He's still a 90. I would say 95. No, no. No, not 95. He can, you know why he can't be not because he can't take over like he used to. That's the but you just said when he's healthy, he's elite status, top five. But he's not healthy. And and, okay. and at his oh, age, yeah. and, and at his age, there's no time he'll ever be healthy again. I mean, I mean, whoa. I mean, I think it, I mean maybe healthy for him has changed. Like Healthy for, like I said, on a bad night, LeBron still give you good numbers. But a healthy LeBron now is probably lower than a healthy LeBron like five or six years ago. Basically, I think that's what Liddell's saying. Like LeBron healthy now isn't what healthy healthy LeBron was a couple years ago. And that's okay, okay because it's called time, people. He's not going to be the best. Everybody, (laughs) not going to be elite. LeBron is just not going to be elite. It's like death. It's like we all die at some point. There's always an end. LeBron's career is going to have an end, no matter if it's like he has six rings or you know if he just bows out by playing with Bronny his last season and he retires. Everything has an end, so this is just the beginning of that end. That's okay because everyone's career has to come to an end at some point. Yeah, and. I know you said no. You said this is the beginning, and I think this kind of is the end for LeBron in the sense that it's not so much just him, because he's his his wagon to Anthony Davis. This is supposed to be Anthony Davis. This was supposed to be Anthony Davis' team going forward, and we all saw when Anthony Davis was healthier during the series. 
like they was right back in it with Phoenix. Everybody, like, oh my god, like Phoenix, like they potentially lose this series. As soon as he's go down with the groin injury, bad to like they getting washed, they getting mopped off the floor by the Suns. You know, so and AD he has a history with injuries. You know, he's a big that's unfortunately he's fragile. Like this is a dude that grew like eight inches during his I think what was it senior year of high school. Yeah, so he basically grew up playing like a guard, and then he just gets like this this huge growth spurt. I I don't think he ever like figured out how to like actually play and adjust to his new body. No. Nah. You know, yeah. So. And this is why he was adamant in the fact that he did not want to play center. He wanted to play like a power forward because he don't want to get he don't want to get be in the yeah, middle. He, he can't. Yeah, he can't get like in the middle. You know what I mean? So I just feel like it's the end for LeBron in the sense that okay, like if he don't get like a Damian Lillard or somebody like that to like join in and make that a big three, if it's just That's LeBron what AD, Damian just, Lillard needs to go to the Lakers. If it's just LeBron and AD. If that's what it is, then it's over. For sure. And I feel like if they get Dame, that's it. That's an easy championship for Dame and Davis because yeah, you have yeah, you have Dame, Dame yeah. you have Dame who is right smack middle in his prime, who's good, who can drop fifty and give yeah. you give you those highlights. That was LeBron Anthony Davis. That can probably be be the Nets team. Not gonna lie to you, that can probably beat a, the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, well, we ain't gonna spend too much time on this time. I feel like personally, like this is the end of the era for like, King James. No, you said this is the beginning of the end, Donovan. You've been kind of like waving your LeBron pom pom during this whole segment. It seemed like you. I, I wouldn't there. say waving. <clears throat> so I wouldn't say waving. But where you land say, on um, final, final thoughts? Where you land on this? I I, I still think he has. Maybe four years left them. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, okay. but I wouldn't say okay. it's the end. Okay, so he's gonna be a elite player at forty years old. Okay, got you, got you. Heard you. I mean, look what he's doing now. Yeah, he's out the first round now. Thank you. You Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. So where is he now? At that. home. I was gonna refuse, but I, I I'll give you that. He's like, okay, cool. <laughs> right now. All right, so let's we got the Brooklyn Nets in health. The Brooklyn Nets right now, like all throughout the whole season, it's been a matter of of health with these guys. KD with his injuries, Jay's Harden is battling some hip issues, Kyrie with I don't want to like make fun of I'll just say that Kyrie just been Kyrie. You know, I'll just put like that. Kyrie just been Kyrie. But um James Harden got hurt during game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals match against the Milwaukee Bucks. Seemed like it didn't really make a difference whatsoever because Blake Griffin was killing him. Yeah. You know, um, I forgot how to do his name. Mike James, I think that's his name. The role-playing guard, he he played pretty well. But, um, yeah, he came off the bench. Yeah, but for you guys, like, do you guys think that the Nets need their healthy victory of Harden, Durant, and, and Kyrie to win the chip, or they're just good with just KD and Kyrie if it comes to it. I, I think they're good with uh, just uh, KD and Kyrie. Um, but I do think without James Harden, the Bucks will give them a run for their money. If it, uh, James Harden was playing, it would be no question that the Nets are going to the chip. But uh, with James Harden now going down, um, it added some more pressure on uh, KD and Kyrie. 
Yeah. Um, my whole thing is Nets. I mean, any team with Kevin Durant, it's not even a question that it's going to be a pretty good yeah. game. So, I mean, having Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and, you know, a healthy Joe Harris, who for me, I think is the most like stealth person on the team because he can still probably one of the best three point shooters. I think this season he was. He can still get you a couple buckets if you know just out. so the Nets are still a dangerous team even without James Harden. Like the Nets have an arsenal of players to to be to sustain the East and get out the East. But when it comes to championship time, they're gonna need James Harden. So I think they can survive for right now without him. But when they get to the championship, they're most likely gonna need James Harden because the way um, the West is looking, they're probably gonna need him. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah actually, no, I don't agree with that because I think Katie and Kyrie, that's enough. I feel like James Harden, that was just the icing on the cake, so to speak. That's like, okay, like, you're, like it's like, all right, that's not fair. Like, that's too much. Like, instead of, like, instead of you winning the season, probably like six or seven games, and now you go, basically, sweeper, it's going to be like a gentleman, so you go winning five. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like, you know, like, he, James Harden kind of like shifted. The balance of power that much in Brooklyn's favor because to me, they was already a favorite to come out the east for sure. Yeah, like they're, I a favorite, still... they're a favorite when KD came back when he was healthy. They're like, oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think the, the Bucks are just gonna give them a little bit of a push and pull. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Milwaukee's gonna do that whether the harder was there or not. Like, I was telling a group chat I was in, um, during that game one, like. To me, like this game meant, means nothing in the grand scheme of things because I still think Milwaukee go push them six or seven games, regardless. Because I believe in Giannis's talents. Uh, Chris Middleton, I think he's the more, one of the most slept on stars in the league. Drew Holiday, that's basically like they brought him in for you know because he's like one of, like the best perimeter def- defenders in the league, and he's a great third option. You got Brooke Lopez who could play in the post, who he could shoot. You got Bobby Portis. Um, not having Divachenko, I think, kind of hurts them in a, in a sense. But um, Milwaukee, they just have so much depth. That I just feel like, all right, like they match up pretty well with Brooklyn. Like they could pull a man on on just about everybody on out there in the court. Like you could put yeah, Gian, with like, the box. I mean, they're yeah, but, uh, yeah, but like you could put Giannis on KD. <laughs> yeah, now because they lost Divachenko, but Brooklyn's better ain't that much better. I mean, mm-hmm. wait, isn't Spencer mm-hmm. Dinwiddie still on the Nets? He's hurt. He, he right. well, like the whole year. Yeah, oh. he, he's he was gone the whole year. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty. Yeah, good Brooklyn used to be the team that had a lot of depth at the bench, and they yeah. started to trade their pieces away. I think that kind of hurt them. Offensive Not only that, but yeah. Lamar. Not only that, but Lamarcus Aldridge with his health issues, that kind of fucked up the bench, you know, because he was supposed to be a yeah. part of the team. You know what I'm saying? But um, Milwaukee, they just have a man for every member of the big three. Like, you could put Giannis on KD. You could put Chris Middleton on Harden. You could put Drew Holiday on Kyrie, you know, or vice versa, you know. So that's why I feel like they had a chance. I still think they have a chance. But as far as, like, I do mean- I think – but I don't think they need a healthy big three to win a chip because for one, the Lakers are out. No. Phoenix Suns, they do they really have a big three? It's Chris Paul, Devin Booker. And Booker. Aiden, Aiden is cool, but I don't think Aiden is like one of those players like, oh my God, like you take you gotta take account for Deion. Yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah, consider I don't, think, I don't think he's there yet. Utah, 
Donovan Mitchell, all-star. Rudy Gobert, all-star. Jordan Klaus, the sixth man of the year. And Bogdanovich, um, he's pretty. He's a pretty good shooter. Dude could get you anywhere from 18 to 20 points. Like Utah, they could, they could shoot the lights out. But I want to say that you need KD, Harden, and, and Kyrie to beat the Utah Jazz. I don't think you say that they need that them to beat the Clippers. No, you know, so I don't think they need James Harden to beat the Jazz. I think no. the only team, the only team they'll probably need James Harden for is if they if the Lakers are still in there, then for sure. And if the Clippers make it that far, maybe they can use James Harden for extra firepower. But I don't know. I think I think the, like I said, I think the Nets. I'm gonna just stay on the hill that the Nets are fine until it comes to championship time, just to put it away faster. Like you don't want to draw it out to Game Seven. You yeah, just want to yeah. yeah that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think James Harden. I don't think he's he's still a vital piece, but like you said, they can sustain and they should. He was James Harden was just the icing on the cake. He was essentially just like, oh, you know, we can just sweep y'all now if we wanted to. That's kind of what James Harden is. So I don't, I think the, the Nets will do just fine. Now, if it was just Kyrie or if it was just KD, then this is a whole It would be a different story. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. if, if you lose one of two guys, yeah, you're done. But at least them two together still playing. I, I, I mean, and if Joe's Har- Joe Harris is still shooting lights out like he has been. I mean, and, I mean, Blake Griffin a... is still contributing. He's not Blake yeah. Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> But Blake Griffin last game, what he had like eighteen and eleven or something, something along those lines of stats. Yeah, he balled out, and plus, yeah, like he was he was going out to lose balls, like he was doing all the little things, you know. So. All like all like the Dennis Rodman, like the all the role player, but like you know influence player would do go out to lose balls, you know, kind of have that energy. So again, like I said, the Nets still have a pretty decent team. So I, yeah, I would, Blake Griffin had fourteen uh, rebounds. So yeah, <laughs> I mean they they got more than enough. So yeah, I don't I don't think they should be afraid of Milwaukee right now. Most definitely. But I'll say like I said, in regards to the Brooklyn Nets, like the expectation before this season, before James Harden got there was to win a chip. That's what because basically that's what they brought in Katie and Kyrie for to win a chip. I feel like those expectations are still intact. Granted, and like you said, no, basically it's just now it's just a matter of for like how long it's gonna take. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like instead of like instead of winning being like a sweep or winning five, okay, you just had to win in six or seven. You still go get you still most likely gonna win a chip. Like they're the best team left. You know, sorry, Donovan. I know you're a Sixers fan, but Brooklyn Nets they're the best. No, team I'm, look, like I said, I'm I'm not some delusional Sixers fan. Clearly, uh the Nets are the better team. Okay, as long as long as you know, as long as you know. All right, but um anyway, <clears throat> before we Get to our last topic for this week's edition of the Out of Bounds podcast. I just want to say you made it this far because right now we're about what forty-seven minutes into this, and that must mean that you really fuck with your boys. If you really fuck with your boys, then do us a favor, like this video, share this video with your network, encourage those within your social circles to join the Tuck family, be a part of our Tuck family, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell, that way you're notified anytime. We go live or publish a new episode, whether it's the Out of Bounds podcast, whether it's the the Gaming Chair podcast, whether it's Tuck Talk, whether it's Tuck Talk and Next Up interviews that we do here, here at Triple Culture. So, yeah, just make sure you consider that when you check us out going forward, you know, because it really help us out. And also, if you listen to us on audio, 
We appreciate you guys on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Keep tuning in. Keep locking in. Tell your social circle to follow us at the Tuck Podcast Network for more episodes. All right. So now, with that said, let's get into the biggest, arguably the biggest topic over the course of this weekend. Was it in relationship to the NBA playoffs? It wasn't in relation to anything as far as like Major League Baseball or the Stanley Cup playoffs. It was in relation to Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Now, I must say that I don't know about you guys. I know we all saw the fight, but I ordered this fight. You know, because dumbass, dumbass, out of your money. Your I ordered money. I ordered this fight because, for one, I didn't want to go through the hassle trying to find no illegal screens and then I'm shutting them shit down. It took me two seconds to find a legal stream. You got to have a guy. Someone else paid for it. I didn't pay for it. All right, so right exactly. All right, so Dobby, put in the private chat who your guy is. That way I, that way I could know more. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I didn't want to, like, deal with, like, no fucking, like, bad quality and shit. Plus, Chad Ocho singer, he was on the car, so I'm cool. Like, I, I'm going to support my man Ocho. But do you guys talk about Chad Oso Cinco? What? To me, I don't I, give I, a I, fuck about I, Chad Oso Cinco. Dang, bro. He ain't joined the Eagles or some shit. He turned y'all down. Like, what? Like, he said, nah, he said, nah, fuck. <laughs> Not even gonna be there, bro. Nah, that, that was a little aggressive. I apologize, uh, but I, I don't give a fuck. Who, who was watching the card for him? Everybody was I, watching it for him. I did watch the I was because I wanted to see Ocho's. I want to see like how, how he could do. And to me, I was impressed with his work. Unfortunately, he got dropped, but it is what it is. Yeah, but he did put up a fight. At least he didn't hug. I mean, yeah. <laughs> at least Chad. The thing about Chad Johnson, um, again, he's a free, he's still a freak athlete, even at uh, even at his age still. 44. Thirty-four. Forty-four, no, oh, yeah, forty-four years old. 44. I mean, so I mean, to be forty-four and still hold your own against right. a real fighter and not hug and not, you know, and actually fight. I mean, I'll give him credit because there's a lot. Everyone critiquing him for getting knocked out probably can't go into an actual ring with an amateur fighter and last. That's right. Yeah. So you know, Chad gotta Johnson. Give him, uh, gotta give him his flowers. Yeah. Okay, but in terms of, like the main event, because that's basically what everybody tuned in for, except for me. Did the fight live up to your expectations? Hell no. Yes, it did. It's like, like the the thing is, what did we expect was gonna happen? Like, did you really expect Floyd? You, one, if you thought Logan Paul was gonna knock him out, you're either delusional or a twelve year old kid in the suburbs. So I don't know. <laughs> Whichever one take your pick. But speaking of the I kinda know. wish he I kinda wish he did because you got this motherfucker Jake Paul going all over his IG and shit talking about his brother beat Floyd Mayweather. Cause he lasted. We're gonna get there. My yeah, brother, I mean he did. No, he he, he did, thing, but at the same time, like bro. It wasn't like, a fight. It was not really a wasn't. fight. If you check out the copy box stats, like the dude barely touched Floyd. He did not. Floyd Mayweather landed fifty percent of his punches. Yeah. Logan Paul landed only seven percent of his punches. Meaning, I mean, but in the end, 
He do a Logan Paul does walk away with the win. Times. Okay, see, that's that Philly mentality right there with these moral victories and shit. I mean, did he not walk away? The dude was a, a viner, and he just fought one of the big, uh, one of the greatest fighters uh, of all time. Okay, before you, you want to say the same thing okay. with the Meek Mill and Drake beef, y'all. Like, well, Meek Mill tried, yeah. so it means something. <laughs> Nigga, no, he lost. No, I, I really want to send Drake won that beef. No, that's not gonna work on him. This dude is an Eminem fan. He's not. He don't care about Meek Mill. <laughs> uh, yeah, your opinion to me doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. Eminem, Eminem, I mean, shout out to Eminem, man. But rapping fast is not cool, bro. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not. I, I, I would just say he's my favorite. Hold rapper. on, talk about, talk about, talk about, talk about, talk about, That's a tech. That's a tech. How can you say? Yeah. How can you say rapping fast is not cool? Like that. That shit, bro. I mean, Atlanta, bro. I, I do understand what no, it's First not as cool as Andre people make it Robert, out to be, Because listen, Eminem. Made music for suicidal white kids. Andre these guys is a whole different thing. Like Eminem was like, like that's but you said rapping fast ain't cool. But three stacks is different. Three stacks yeah, is different. Yeah, niggas are different, bro. No, but yeah. I understand what yeah. uh, y'all have no like it's not as cool as people make it out to be. Just because you can rap fast. Like, why do you think why do you think logic rap. retired? Why do you think logic retired? Because nobody cared about his music. Or hear me out, he raps fast and was the only rapper at the time, and still right now that rapped really, really fast, and niggas did not care about that. No one yeah. cares. Like, cause the thing is, I was a Logic fan. To, like, what, I still play one of his albums. It was really a good album, and he didn't even Under rap pressure. fast on the album. It was really good. It was like his earliest. It was one of his early albums. But when he was starting to be a novelist of being a, a I'm a rap fast and that's going to be my stick. It's like, no one cares. Like, does it sound good? I can't, li- if I can't play it in my car, if I can't listen to it in my headphones, why am I playing this? Why do I got to decipher a song? If it ain't Lil John and the Yin Yang Twins, he ain't fuck. Uh, nah, he's too young for that. <laughs> I don't know what he is. Yeah, but my logic did have some heads. I don't If it's not Outkast, if it's not Goody Mob, if it's not Gucci, I don't wanna, if it ain't Young Thug, if it ain't Lil Baby, we, we ain't care about that, bro. We ain't right. care about that here, bro. All right, all right, we, we got to get off at my exit because that, right. that little baby is. All right, we we were on a subject heavy just now, so let's bring it back. Yeah, let's bring it back. And let's, if y'all want a music podcast, let us know. Let us know in the chat. If y'all oh, want that. it's me. <laughs> let us know if y'all want that. But getting back to it, like, uh, as far as like Floyd and Logan Paul, like, I feel like. Like Donovan, like I get it. Like it's all like, yeah, he lasts, but something in the day, like he wasn't impressive. Like this dude's like what twenty six years old. He was gassed. Floyd looked like he could have won twelve rounds if he wanted to. Floyd could have kept yeah. going. That's the thing. But, but the thing is, everybody's missing that. Yeah, of course he looks gassed. Of course, um, Floyd looked like he could still put. I mean, dude was over there smiling. Looked like he was ready for like eight more. Um, he was. But. We got to remember who we're talking about here. It's Floyd Mayweather. Oh, so and now it's Floyd Mayweather. Because before, like, y'all act like Floyd Mayweather was nobody. Like, oh, he going to knock him out, bro. Like, that's the thing. Well, Floyd's Logan, not a knockout artist, so there's that. But the thing is, Logan Paul, he didn't even fight. He would – he Floyd would Floyd would p- touch him up with the combo, and then he's hugging, and then he's hugging, and then more hugging, 
and then we're hugging some more. He looked like me and my girl try to try to get over an argument, just hugging it out, yeah. just just hugging it out. Like there's no fighting here. It wasn't a fight. Like even after the thing, yeah. everyone was like, everyone, I was the only person in the room with my friends were like, this was not a fight. They were just hugging each other. It was a glorified maybe sparring session. And even in sparring sessions, niggas knock people out anyway. So it's like, it wasn't really even a fight. Uh, I think personally, I was just expecting a knockout. I, or I just wanted a knockout from anybody. That's all. I, I really didn't care who won. Some joy. <laughs> but. My thing is, like, to me, like, as far as, like, knowing the fire that Floyd is, I kind of, all right, it is what it is. Like, Floyd, he fought his typical style. But my thing is, bro, like, it's an exhibition. Like, no records online. Like, go for broke. Now, granted, like, I get, like, local part, like, she had, like, a major height advantage over Floyd. So, it's not really so much that you can do. But Floyd's still trying to bring the pressure, you know, like, kept, like, trying to like, pressure again, like, Logan's face and shit. But it's like, at the end of the day, like, bro, like, go for broke. It's no, an I mean... I, I think Logan Paul was bringing the pressure. Actually, no, he was not. Or he, or he oh. attempted to. Uh, this man just said Logan Paul was bringing the pressure. This man was no, running and, and, and in the sense of he was trying to. Bro, my man was. My was so, go, my man was going to Mayweather into like actually fight. I think that's what I mean. He had thrown punches like Goku and Vegeta and Dragon Ball Z. Just not a. Connected on nothing. Yeah, I mean, he just out there. What is it? His like, um, his what? Like third time boxing or something like that? I think so. The first one, I think he lost to KSI. Then, um, I think he right, had a little yeah. contest after that. And then this one started. Yeah, this was a. I, but I feel like they missed a major opportunity because it should have been Jake Paul versus Floyd Mayweather because Jake Paul is the more charismatic of the two. You know, and he's more of yeah, I mean, he was the one doing the most talking exactly and him and Floyd they kind of like the same I don't know how tall Jake Paul is but it, it seems like he's kind of him and Floyd they kind of have like the same body frame and shit like that so I feel like that more would have made for like a better matchup cause Logan Paul was damn near a heavyweight fighting a fucking super welterweight and Floyd Mayweather yeah I mean both got paid and just went home I, I, yeah. I can't feel and then Floyd talked about like, oh, I have fun. Nigga, I didn't. <laughs> like, this yeah, is, yo, that's paid for it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, my exactly. Dude, like, you would think his fire, Manny Pacquiao, Sugar Shane Mosley or some shit. Like, he fought like a typical boxer style. Like, bro, like, go for it, you know? The, the thing I'm wondering is how many times are these boxing fans or these, these sports fans going to fall for this circus act? I mean, but the same thing a- happened with uh, McGregor, and I mean, Mike Tyson came back, and but uh, I mean, I I ain't order that shit. I ain't gonna lie. That's two. But that's like, two throwing, that's two uncles throwing hands in the back of the cookout. That's all. Yeah, that yeah but it, it's just like, like who who runs or oversees uh, the boxing uh, franchise or the boxing like um, the boxing I can't think of the name. I'm, yeah, like who oversees like well, well, you have different um athletic commissions. You have the WBC, you have the WBO, the IBF, the WBA. It's, it's, it's more of an independent sport. It's not like the UFC is like a one. But you know, like somebody got to stop in. Like you, you guys the can't. Ask, be serious. The question I wanted to ask was like, do you like 
YouTubers and people that are like not even boxers are ruining boxing because a lot of people that I know that box yeah. like, is stupid. Like, why are we doing 100%. this? Like, I mean, this? This was one of our topics for our episodes that we focus on, like the Paul Brothers, like all the Paul Brothers ruining the sport of boxing. I said yes at the time, but now looking back at it, like, because one of the greatest bosses of all time, in my opinion, Floyd Mayweather is the greatest boss of all time, but he's taking part of the spectacle. So that's letting me know, okay, like, cool. Like, like if anything, these guys, they're basically putting boxing on the map because that's for be for real. Most of these boxers, as great as they are, they don't have the personality to, like, be, like, pay-per-view draws. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, who's a box office boxing attraction right now? Floyd Mayweather and, I guess, Anthony Joshua and Canelo Alvarez. Those are like the three main dudes, and and most of Eddie Johnson because of London, Canelo because the whole Mexican thing, you know. So Floyd Mayweather is like the most popular American boxer in the world. He's retired basically. He, all he does is exhibitions. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, like I, a, I think the whole event was just a joke. I mean, putting Chad, uh, oh, Chad yeah, on we, a fucking card. Although, oh, no, oh, no, Wilder versus Tyson Fury three, that might be like the next pay per view boxing match out order because Deontay Wilder, he's he's a memeness. So, you know, and Tyson Fury, he's kind of like he's charismatic. I feel like boxing needs more personalities. Anything like these YouTubers are, if any of these YouTubers are giving these boxers the game plan, like yo, like. If you really want to make money in this sport, and you really want to be a boss off of the track, are you tired of us stealing your pay-per-view slots? You got to bring that personality. You got to be either a villain yeah. or a hero because people got to want to care to see you get knocked out or see you knock somebody else. Yeah, and that's what helped Floyd because everyone didn't like, I guess, his personality. They are like, oh, we got to see Floyd get knocked out, and he never did. So every fight was like, this may be the one where Floyd gets knocked because no one really liked him. So it was like, I think boxing is about to do what baseball is doing right now, um, where, where like, in baseball you're seeing a lot more personality where it's, like – because even for me, I could have played baseball. I really did enjoy it, but it was so, like, a gentleman's game. And, like, oh, you can't do that. And the, all these rules. Oh, yeah, unwritten rules. All these unwritten rules that is, like, no. Like, I want to hit the ball. I want to look at the pitcher and throw my bat and talk shit and keep and because that's what sports are. It's competitive. There's gonna be emotion. There's gonna be flair. There are people that are gonna be right. have personalities. And baseball and the MLB now they're allowing players like Tim Anderson and allowing all these other players to Fernando show emotion, Tatis. huh? Fernando Tatis Jr. I forgot his name, but Tatis Jr. having flair and having style like Black these MLB Rose, players. Man. They're coming to the arena in outfits now. They they get to wear custom cleats. Like they're allowing them to have personality. And I think boxing needs that because, like, when my dad watched boxing, it was Mike Tyson and all these people that, like, it was like storylines. Like sports are like movies and TV shows. There has to be a storyline for people to like care. So like Mike Tyson, that was a storyline. Um, Frazier, Walter Frazier, that was a story. Like you had these boxers that you wanted to watch, and now. No one really watches boxing unless it's like, like you said, it's Canelo Alvarez. Or, I mean, that's the only, right now, I only know Canelo Alvarez and Floyd Mayweather. That's really it. Anybody else, I couldn't tell you who. If I saw one of them walking in the streets of Atlanta, I would not be like, that's Wilder. Yeah. I don't know who that dude is. So, yeah, Deontay Wilder? I don't watch it. Like, I don't pay attention. Like, to I, I get it. I get it. But that's not so much an indictment on you. That's just an indictment on the sport, which is why, like, 
the poor like yeah, I don't, I'm sorry. they don't I do guess, shit. To I, guess, I guess I, I guess I had to change my tune because a couple weeks back I like I like these dudes, these boys, these poor boys, they like bad for the sport, but if anything, like they're they're putting boxing on the map, unfortunately, because you you're gonna pay to see these dudes get knocked out. Like I want to see somebody it's knock out big Boxing is just legalized fights, like at school. Like you want to see this kid, you know, yeah. yo, I want to see him fight him in the bathroom. That's all boxing. Yeah. Like I want to see you do this, but you get paid, you get paid, and it's legal. That's what, like, like that's why people watch boxing. Like I would, if Logan Paul actually got knocked out, and if it was a real boxing match where Floyd could knock this dude out, I would pay to watch that just to see does he actually get knocked out, not a hug fest. But does he like? So I I do agree because at first when you say the question, a lot of people are like, well, no, they they they're bringing boxing down. But like like if you put it like that, where it's like, well, boxing is just who do you want to see get knocked out? I would pay to actually see an actual regulated fight between one of the Paul brothers and an actual fighter, and they have the opportunity to get knocked out because then I would see that because the possibility of someone at least getting knocked out is fine enough for a lot of people to watch. Now it's just a now YouTubers know, oh, this is just a money grab. Oh, all I can do is just act like I can box and set up an exhibition fight, maybe hit somebody, and I get paid. So it's like on one hand, it's like a money grab, but on the other hand, it is bringing like a focus into boxing where it's like we need to have – these boxers now have to have personalities. Like you look at the UFC – I forgot what his name is, but it starts with a, his last name starts with an A. But it's like Adesanya. I don't know Israel Israel Adesanya. That dude, I never watched UFC until he started fighting because of his personality. He does uh, he doesn't Naruto Jutsu. He comes out, he's himself, but he also knocks people out. So obviously, I would watch that. He has so Fox has to catch Saturday. up. Yes, he fights this upcoming Saturday on pay per view. I'm not ordering that shit. I'm like, my friend, my friend loves fighting. He'll probably have it, and I'll probably watch it at his place. But you know, like that got me in the UFC, and I wasn't even a big UFC person until like, yo, this dude is like in the anime. He's just himself, and he's knocking niggas out. Like, yeah, I would want to watch that. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, Thriller is putting together a fight card uh, that um, Logan Paul is supposed to be sponsoring. It's being held as a uh, YouTubers versus TikTokers. So it's like, yeah, they just see it as an easy way to get money. I mean, in my opinion, I, I take $20 million just to get knocked out. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, no, you're laughing, but I'm – Yo, all, all, you tell me all you got to do is train for half a year and last yeah. maybe 15 minutes. I may get knocked out for $20 mil. Yeah. Like anybody with, with uh, like good – Common sense and like some knowledge of like fighting. I wouldn't say you, good common sense. Yeah. That's pretty stupid. But anyone that's just like <laughs> maybe you know, like a college, like for me, if I had to train for half a year, potentially knocked out, or I just survive. They're like, bro, just survive two, three rounds. All right, for twenty minutes, just drop to the floor. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'll be like Michael B. Jordan and Creed with that behind the scenes, oh. like get into the hit. Hey man, for twenty mil, I can pay off my student loans. I ain't right. got work. I'm straight, so yeah. And what I could do one or two fights a year? Shit. And we good? Oh, say less. Yeah. I mean, like, 
now in hindsight, seeing like what it has become, like I feel like this is dope for boxing. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, like if this shit is gonna stick, these dudes they really have to really, like continue to continue to get better at that. Yeah, because if it's gonna yeah. just be I mean, yeah. no one's gonna pay for that no more. We're, the jig is gonna be up. The jig is up because no one knocked out. Because we watched the Jake Paul fight, Nate Robinson got knocked out. Like that was a Twitter thing. Like Nate Robinson getting knocked out. We're like, yo, it's yeah. so it's like it has to still be a fight. It can't just be pat 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 hug. Pat, pat, pat. We have money. Like, that, no one's going to watch that anymore. Like, you can't look like an amateur, <laughs> basically. Yeah. You know, like, you can't. But, um, this is on that. All right, so let's get into our last I mean, second of this week's episode. The two-minute drill. And basically, we're going to focus on news out in the NFL. The biggest news in the NFL coming from uh, this weekend. Julio Jones was traded to the Tennessee Titans for a second-round pick. So, my question for you fellas is, do you feel like this puts the Tennessee Titans over the top as a Super Bowl contender, or is this just, eh? Um, I think he makes an impact. I think Julio Jones makes an impact on the Titans just because you have A.J. Brown. You still have Ryan Tannehill who, you know, proved to take the Titans to the playoffs. I think they went to the AFC Championship one year. Two years ago, I did my Ravens stomped them in the wild card round this past season. Damn, dude, you just everywhere with your teams, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> this man can't commit. I, I do, I do think we will. I'm supposed to root for the Giants and the Jets. Fuck hey, 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 wow, hey, you go from hey, Texas bro. to hey, Baltimore to. Yeah, dude. I'm a Brewers fan. Yeah. I'm all over. You're a Brewers fan. Jesus Christ, you dumb fuck. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think the I think the Titans did good. Now you have a receiving core with a pretty with an above average quarterback that can get them the ball. One of the best running backs in the league, Derrick Henry. Um, I think Tennessee can say they're contenders now. I mean, I would say I would think that they're contenders now. I mean, you have a good receiving core, a pretty defense, a pretty decent O line from what I've seen. One of the top running backs in the country, or country top running backs in the league. You know, all you had to do is kind of beef up your defense a little bit, and that's a contender. Falcons, on the other hand, stupid. You're basically putting all this. They're rebuilding, bro. That's what it is. Huh? They're rebuilding. But they're they're doing they're re, they're rebuilding, but they're they're letting go of pieces that they shouldn't be letting. Like like you, I have this. Julio wanted to leave. Okay, well, the, Julio wants to leave because he knew that they weren't going to get rid of Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan, I understand what it is with Falcons fans, but they do not want to accept that Matt Ryan is the problem. Like Matt, I mean, huh? I'm a I'm a Falcons fan, but I do accept that Matt Ryan is the problem. Like Matt, like, <laughs> but hold on, time out though. Last, how many Super Bowl appearances did the Falcons have before Matt Ryan? Wow, they go to one Super Bowl. Oh my God, like. Only they only have one, and to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody that's watching this video or will watch this video, but he's the best quarterback in the franchise's history. No, the Falcons have been Super Bowl before. I know, I know, but he's but Matt Ryan's their best quarterback ever. No disrespect to Michael Vick, who's my favorite quarterback of all time outside Lamar Jackson, but. Matt Ryan, statistically, he's the best quarterback. But statistics don't win you Super Bowls. I don't understand how. Because everything to the Chiefs. Tell that to the Chiefs. 
I mean, will the Chiefs have a leader in Patrick Mahomes? My thing is not <laughs> right. We can't compare the two. You can't. You you the the gall of you to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. You said the Chiefs don't win. I'm. I'm telling you, like the Chiefs. Mahomes threw like five thousand yards and forty touchdowns, won MVP, and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but he also had <laughs> Travis Selleck and uh, Tyreek Hill. So he had people that was going to be able to go all and get famous. those yards. Yeah, my thing is the Falcons have had a problem with defense for a, for a, for a pretty long time. I recognize that because every Falcon says, oh, my God, the defense. I know. The defense sucks yeah. hot ass. We know. But on the offense, my thing is, like, I would watch Matt Ryan just get sacked. And I feel like Matt Ryan was the traditional quarterback where I'm going to be in the pocket. I'm a pump fan. Yeah, I'm a Because the NFL now has changed, and I say this time and time again, defensive linemen are not big and fat like they used to be. These defensive linemen are faster. These defensive linemen can get off the line quicker. These defensive linemen are running 40 times that receivers and running backs are running. So the, you're going to have to move. You, it is not even a black – it used to be a black mobile quarterbacks. The thing is now – these white quarterbacks are listening to, like, we're going to have to run. Justin Herbert, perfect example. Justin Herbert is going to run. Josh if he Allen. has to. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen as well. They're realizing that we yeah. have to run. You're going to have to move out the pocket. Matt Ryan is still like, let me stay in the pocket. This is what I do. And it doesn't work. And he's I don't think Matt Ryan is a leader that everyone thinks he is. I've never seen that. Patrick Mahomes got to where he was because he is a leader on the sidelines to his teammates. And, yeah, he has a stat, but stats isn't everything. There's more to just Patrick Mahomes than just he can throw a lot. It's the fact that he is literally the battery pack of the Kansas City Chiefs. Without Patrick Mahomes, they're going to be washed. So who else, who else would step up to be a leader? Maybe Travis Kelsey? I don't know. I, don't, I just think he likes to dress nice and walk down the tunnel. So, <laughs> like, his drip do be on point, though. His drip do be on point. He's the best dressed white dude in the NFL. Exactly, bro. Travis Kelsey is the coldest white dude in the league, <laughs> bro. He's the coldest white dude in the league. Uh, his girlfriend, the, he's dating a black chick. She was fine. I think he cheated on her, but yeah. coldest white dude in the league, in my opinion, for sure. All right, but does this speak of the Chiefs? Do you think this move of Julio going to the Titans put them above the Kansas City Chiefs? No, because no. it's Patrick Mahomes. Okay, all right. Does it put them above the Baltimore Ravens? Yes, yes, I, I yes, so. yes, yes. I disagree. I'm, I disagree. I'm, I'm not being a homer, but come on, Ravens. We, got the, best, we got the best secondary, man. Like. Anyways, but but you stopped in AJ Brown and Julio. Okay, let's say okay, let's say you stop AJ Brown and Julio, right? Still have Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill. I was just about to say that. We we stopped Derrick Henry in in the playoff game. What you mean? But the thing is, you have to. But the thing is, there's only eleven players on the field, and you can only focus on so many people. So if you, my thing is, if you're the Ravens defense are equipped to do it. But you I have know. to double Julio. So if you're doubling Julio, oh, you have to double Julio regardless. So that's already two. That's a corner to safety. You don't got. I no. mean, 
I mean, let's see if Julio finish out the season because he's been kind of injury prone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we broke down this argument. Now he has to go to injury. Come on, man. Yeah. But, all right, man, that's, that's, that's just about going to wrap it up as far as. Well, let's, let's get about it here before that uh, that Baltimore. And, and I don't even want to oh, yeah. I, I believe it already started. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So let's get about it. Let's plug ourselves on the way out. All right, so let them know where they can find you on social media, anything you got going on within Tuck, outside of Tuck, let the people know. If you're new here, you already know. It's just the No Austin on everything. I'm getting into fitness now. As you can see, we got to get the pat. Wait, the patch. No black nasty. Um, <laughs> um, I got to find me a good hat. Man, yeah, we're getting the fitness. I might, I might just get this girl's name on my fitted. We don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, love. Oh, hey, chill on me. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Puppy man confesses love. Puppy love. Puppy love. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Austin on every social media platform. Um, I'm in the works of trying to get some interviews going on the music side for Tuck. So we're gonna try to get some video. We're gonna try to get some editorial interviews going. I'm gonna be at Atlanta yeah. Street Market. This Saturday, so if you listen and you want to see me in person and debate about Philly being trash, and you live in Atlanta, come to the Atlanta Street Market, Streetwear Market, and uh, yeah. So, so really about it. Okay, the man in the middle, Mr. Donovan Wilkins. Yeah, you guys can find me on social media. Uh, like I said before, you can follow me or don't. I, I really don't care. Uh, but I'm I'm, I'm working on uh, my oh, uh, second book. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I'm working on my second book right now, poetry. Um, slowly trying to get back into photography. It's something that I've been severely lacking on. Um, well, second book. Just... Send us the first. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you can you can Dang. find it on my social media. Yeah, one hundred percent. We need the first. Uh, yeah, but first. Uh, working on working on my second book. That's all. <laughs> Uh, you guys can find me on the Delta Fashionista, but just like Donovan, I don't really care about all that. This is what I do care about. I care that you like this video, share this video, subscribe to the channel. That's a, that's the best way to help. Not you only like myself out, but as far as you out as well, because then you'll get more content from us. And, you know, if you, and if you want, you know, you have any ideas for like what you love to see, then we'll love to gather your feedback and hopefully incorporate that within the show. As well. We gotta get fan questions. We gotta start doing. I want. I want to hear from the people. I want to hear what their takes. Oh, the true open culture magazines philosophy and fight for the people every day. This is what I get. No, nah, I just play. I just play. We love the people. We love the oh, people. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, oh now, oh. see, see how finicky he is. I've been right, right. since day one. You know what I'm saying? All right, but that's just about it, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay tuned, as always, for more. Also, please, if you enjoyed this show, check out Tuck Talk. Check out the Gaming Chair Podcast. Check out our next up interview series, our Tuck Talk interview series. Check check it all out and soon to come off the racks. And then when you listen to us, um, we appreciate you guys on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all that good shit. If you want to listen to us on audio, but you don't know where we're at, you can find us on the at the Tuck Podcast Network. So with that said, 
ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy these playoff games. And we catch you guys next week. Peace. Stop hot.